Well, I'm glad to see nothing's changed. Of course. Dude, my farts oh. are the worst. It's, tell me if you guys can hear this. Right? Okay. Oh! <laughs> Dude, that sounded wet. <laughs> see, my, I, favorite part, my favorite part about that is actually looking at the audio of the Audacity recording and seeing it grumble past. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get this fucking thing started, because we're already, like, an hour behind here. Yeah, it's five o'clock. Nonsense. Not that I really care. I could be late to a graduation party. It's a party. Everyone's going to be drunk anyway. It's a family party, and it's a Sunday. Everyone's going to be drunk anyway. Nobody's getting fun drunk. Uh, just tipsy drunk. It's more like, oh, I gotta go into work tomorrow. Fuck. Not Mike drunk. No, no, Man, not Mike that, from last night leaving messages was, on. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Maybe. Every single location that I know that Mike frequents had a message <laughs> saying, "You guys are the best." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank God. I just my my buddy drove and everything, and it was it was fun. I, so I didn't have to worry about anything. But now I'm feeling it. Hey. Nobody got hurt except this ro- for your brain cells. This rock star lifestyle I'm leading is not really. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was liver damage, brain damage. Um... <sighs> YOLO. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. Oh. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Alright, off to a good start. Alright everybody, we'll start right now. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the... UHM Horror Podcast. This is episode 71, I think. Really? And I thought, yeah. No, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. 69 was the uh sexy woman one. Sexy horror, right? That's and the 70 one. I didn't I didn't participate uh, in. Yeah. yeah, and then fucking Connor Blackman comes in and he goes, "Oh, you guys should have done an episode on the 70s horror movies for your 70th." And I'm like, "Fuck, that would have been a good idea." <laughs> Too late now. Fuck sakes. I'll wait till the 80th episode, then we'll do it. 80s horror, yeah. No, it's 70s horror. Oh. Tech. Just to be fucking stupid. 70s and 80s will make it a double ender. Oh, double feature. Double ender? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We're useless. This is... this is t- No one listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, we're so fucked. (laughs) We're not getting any awards for this one. No, No, I think you're wrong. I think this is going to be the breakout. This is going to be the breakthrough episode. This is the one that's going to really put us on the map. Mike, Mike, don't don't offend anyone, all right? (laughs) Wait, I remember, I strictly remember when uh, Ryan or me were talking about, like, little people. And then I think you said midgets, and then, and then Ryan and Ryan was like, uh, I think they're they like to be called little people, and you're like, fuck that, I call them midgets. 
So yeah, I don't think I, you guys have to worry about me offending anyone. <laughs> uh, well, I am British, and I do have a tendency to offend people. <laughs> it's your nature, Shane. Of course. Hey, fuck it! I got blocked on Instagram yesterday by someone because he didn't agree with what I had to say about um, pet cemetery. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I didn't express my thoughts on that. Well, that's okay, Mike, because I watched it this week, and we can both vent our spleen. Okay, good. All right, excellent. Well, let me finish the intro <laughs> that we yeah. have not gotten through yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm Ryan Tudelo, and joining me again are my two co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. Uh, boys, it's good to be back together again. Hello. I suppose. And on the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, and various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. Felching. The official, you have felching. You gotta put felching. Pretty much every time. <laughs> What did I put last time, Shane, in the hashtags? It was like hashtag AIDS chocolate. Oh, yeah, chocolate AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the worst hashtag I've ever put. (laughs) Because it's all my fault. (laughs) Speaking of chocolate AIDS, we're the official podcast of upcoming horror movies.com. (laughs) If you want to reach the podcast... Uh, your best bet's either on our Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Uh, the Facebook group, all you need is blood. Our Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And you can listen to us and comment, subscribe, and everything on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and pretty much anything else that just happens to carry our stream, and I don't know about it. Um, boy, so yeah, actually, I just we just got a, uh, someone mentioned they found us because of the upcoming horror movie site, and they're like, oh, they have a weird they have a podcast on here, cool, they started listening to it, I'm like, oh god. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's gonna be, a, there's gonna be a time when Fright is gonna get a hold of us and be like, listen, you guys gotta stop saying the name of the website on your, on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen to this anyway. <laughs> no, I don't think he does. <laughs> oh. I'm dying now. I'm dying already. Fucking allergies, man. I <clears throat> cannot take this shit. My body's just rejecting everything. I just I started getting allergies like within the last few years. Yeah, it was. Happened to me in my mid twenties too. I never had allergies before, and then all of a sudden I'm just like, why do I feel like shit? <laughs> I've been sick for a month. <laughs> why has my nose exploded? Yeah. <clears throat> so if my voice goes out. That's probably why. I did have a little bit of a cold this week, but I chased that away with alcohol, so. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, so fellas, what's been going on lately? Mike, you, you haven't been on in a while. What's, uh, what's going on with you? Anything interesting you been getting into lately? Uh, I've been working a lot and uh, going to school, but now my semester is done and over with. Um, <clears throat> yes. And so I got summer class and then one in the fall and then yeah i'll be done done next year thank god wow but um but yeah i've been i've been trying to play uh, more video games and like try to list the ones i've completed and the ones i've attempted and it's a very short list but i'm getting there so the, so far the games i've completed this year are red dead redemption 2 persona 4 Crackdown 3, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, 
and uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. And the two games I attempted and never played, again, were Mutant Year Zero, Road to Eden, and uh, Quantum Break, which I thought were both not up to snuff. But uh, yeah. how, how was Bloodstained? Uh, I've been wanting to check that out. It was fun. I beat, You beat the whole game in like three hours. And, is uh, that the one that is like uh, the Nintendo version, or is that the one that's like uh, um, Symphony of the Night? It, it looks like a Nintendo Castlevania. Okay, right, right. <clears throat> it's it's really it's really good. I liked it a lot, which I can't say enough for uh, Knights of the Old Republic and Crackdown Three. But but yeah, other than that, I've been listening to a lot of music. I try to listen to a new album or two every day. So I already have like my top albums of 2019 and there's like 20 albums on there already. And yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've just been doing that. I, I started up Nino Cooney two for PlayStation four and that game's fucking phenomenal. Um, other than that, yeah, I just, uh, I got my, uh, Belzebub's record in, which is like the first record I purchased since like Christmas. And you should know who they are, Ryan. Beelzebub, why should I know that? Well, it's based off that comic, that black metal comic. Oh, 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 oh. I know what you're talking about, okay. Yeah, I, I haven't read the comics or anything, but they actually, they put out a single, uh, I think earlier in the year, <clears throat> or last year, that I got on yep. the 7-inch, and then they actually came out with their full-length one, uh, like last week or the week before, so that's pretty, it's a pretty fun album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, I've just been living the dream. I've been, I've been doing nothing besides working. I got another year to go before I start getting into the second part of my career field, and then I have enormous amounts of stress until then. So that's cool. that's my life. How about you, Shane? Anything going for you? Um, I have been buying music. I have been watching movies. I have not been reading anything or playing any games. Um, I have been trying not to get killed by my cat. I have been, I've actually been out to visit some friends, which was quite nice. Um, movie and pizza night last night, which was, which was all right. Um, music wise, I have bought. Excuse you. Um, I went. I've gone a bit old school, actually. Um, I've been buying some old school stuff. Extreme Two, Pornography, The Very Best of Black Sabbath, Sixty Five Days of Static, um, One Time for All Time, um, Deftones, Saturday Night Wrist, Jimmy Eat World, Futures. Um, Perfect Circle, 13th Step, which I bought years ago, never listened to it, it got stolen, oh. then I, okay, um, <laughs> then I bought another copy the other day, because I walked into a second hand store and they had three CDs for £2, which was a fucking bargain, um, also got an album, a couple of albums by up and coming artists, um, an acoustic-based album by a guy called Daniel Williamson, who does very mellow, mellow chilled-out acoustic stuff. Um, 
it's kind of beautiful to listen to actually and also some friends of mine um a band called shot of hornets from wrexham in north wales i just got their um album on thin ice the fearless sessions um 10 tracks of pretty awesome rock you know pretty fucking cool elements of electronica in there as well um and they've, they've got some chains up on youtube uh you can try um kicking and screaming everything with nothing or conflicted you can find and they've even done a cover of can't feel my face by the weekend which is considerably fucking better than the original um so there's that um i bought some blu-rays i got some more marvel blu-rays i got um Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Seek and the prequel or the first movie, <clears throat> Doctor Strange, and finally got a copy of Thor on Blu-ray. Um, the first Thor. Yeah, I mean I had it on DVD, but um, I needed it on Blu-ray to go with the collections. I think I'm missing like eight movies now, and then I'll have the whole lot, including the two that are coming out because Captain Marvel's coming out in August, no June, and I think. End game comes out in August, so um, that'll be the twenty-two. So in the, in the meantime, I'll be getting the rest of them, um, <clears throat> and that's about it, really. Hey uh, Shane, do you like uh, Possessed? Possessed, what the film? No, uh, uh, Death Metal Band. Um, I don't think I'm familiar with them actually. Why is that? Oh, oh, they. Uh, I mean, they kind of started Death Metal back in like '85. Oh right. They came out with Seven Churches back in the day, and then uh, their follow-up album was like 1987. And then uh-huh. the lead singer, he got robbed, and he got shot. And he was, he's was he been in a wheelchair ever since. But they came out with their third album just a couple weeks ago, right. and it's it's phenomenal. Yeah? Yeah, I didn't. I thought you would you have heard them before, because they kind of like, they were around in the mid-80s. But, um, uh, yeah, their third album after like 27 years is just like fantastic. It's crazy. That's a cool story. Yeah, you have to send us a link. Yeah, it's, yeah, I will. But it's uh, it's it, yeah, it's really good. It's it, it, they've always done like live shows and everything, and he's like up on the stage in a wheelchair just jamming away. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? What have you been uh... up to? I don't know. I've been reading comic books. I read... It took me fucking forever. There's one Batman story that took place in the late 90s, early 2000s called No Man's Land. And it was boring as shit, but like... I I, I didn't realize until I'd gotten about halfway through, and I'm like, fuck, now I gotta finish this. (laughs) And I just like dragged my way through it. It would actually make an interesting sort of like uh, like an Arkham-style game, the storyline, because it's like Gotham is destroyed by an earthquake, and various supervillains and cops take over different areas of Gotham, and, you know, Batman has to deal with it. So, it, it, along the lines of, like, Arkham City or, you know, or, uh, or um, uh, Arkham Knight, like, where there's different sections of the city that have the supervillains taken over, it's right. sort of like that. I'm like, oh, that would make an interesting game. <clears throat> But, like, just the ongoing plot was so boring, and I hated the characters, and I don't know. I don't even know why I made it all the way through, but I guess I just had to once I got to a certain point. But then after that, I started reading this Dracula comic book. 
Uh, right now it's out from Caliber Comics, but it's a reprint of an old Malibu comic from the 90s. And it's all black and white, and it is a, it's just a retelling of the Bram Stoker's Dracula story. And the reason the guy originally made it was because every movie or every adaption he's ever seen has never done the story justice and, like, cuts out a lot of shit. So this guy tried to make, like, you know, the actual Dracula story in sort of graphic novel form, and it's pretty fucking good. That's cool. He he made an attempt to try to make it as accurate as possible with respect to the descriptions of Dracula himself and the other characters. So he's got, like, the Christopher Lee goatee from the 1970s Dracula movie he's in. Um, it, it, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm probably about two thirds of the way through it. And yeah, it's, it's the same old Dracula story, but you know, it's pretty in depth and he keeps a lot of the old timey language in it. So, you know, it's, it's not the easiest thing to read, but historic wise, I think it's pretty, pretty interesting. It's certainly a lot easier than the book itself, which I never made it through. Interesting. Yeah. Other than that, let's see. Uh, fuck allergies, that sucks. And I've been playing the DLC to Spider-Man uh, on the PS4. And it's pretty good. I have, there's three DLC packs, I think. I beat the first one, and story-wise, I was like, meh, I didn't really care. It didn't really add anything to any of the characters, but it leads into the next DLC pack. They're all, you know, continuations of each other, so I'm hoping that they eventually do something interesting um with the characters in there. i still have it's to fun finish to go that back. yeah it's it was i found it a blast to go back and play it like i was like oh i don't know if i'm gonna be able to like get back into it because i haven't really played it since whatever october november or something and after like two seconds of getting in and like swinging around the city i'm like oh yeah yeah i got i got this <laughs> i know what i'm doing just like riding a bike so that's awesome. I'm hoping they eventually do a follow-up or, you know, the same company. I think would be interesting to do a different character. Uh, would be sweet. So, yeah, that's about it for what I've been doing lately. Just been working my fucking ass off, which sucks. Taking its toll on my brain. And, um, you know, try to get in a couple movies here and there. Wasn't able to get into Pet Cemetery, but I understand you guys did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, you, so you didn't know. watch it? <laughs> no, no, I could, I didn't find it and just had, didn't have the time to watch it. Oh, oh, uh, I thought you guys uh, talked about this on the last episode. No, 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 we were going to, and Shane didn't watch it, and I never tried. And the reason I didn't get to watch it was because um, I saw Avengers Endgame, and I was going to watch Pet Cemetery right after. And when I went to go and buy my tickets, that actually cancelled the screening to show Avengers Endgame instead. Oh, wow. Because it was it, Avengers had basically taken over the whole cinema, right? And it sold out every single screen. So yeah, they had cool. they had six a.m. showings by me of Endgame. Oh God! They yeah. had um, what was that? I think the latest showing they had was one thirty in the morning. Jesus. Yeah, and um, you don't get out till like fucking four. <laughs> yeah. No, we well, think about it with the trailers and stuff. Four thirty. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Well, we we can go over uh, some Pet Cemetery if, as long as you don't mind, Ryan. No, I don't give a shit. I read the book, <laughs> so I pretty much know what happens in it. So I don't, I don't think you do. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. Oh, you right. don't. <laughs> Trust me. Um. All right. Basically, shall we? Shall I'll let you start on this one, Mike? Well, see, I, I read the book a long time ago, so I don't really remember too much from it. Um. 
I, I need to hop on my Stephen King reading. But um, yeah. let's see, like the the movie, it's pretty much your standard Pet Cemetery movie from you know back in the day. I I really like the old movie. Mm. You know, it, it's it has some goofy elements to it, but overall, I I really enjoy it. But so I, I thought I knew this uh, the remake wasn't going to be like some spe- spectacular piece of cinema. Nah. You know, I I went there with like, okay, it's going to be fun. Um, man, doing this while hungover is not the best idea. But this going to be Shane's entire plan revolved around trying to get you to throw up during the podcast. Yeah, I was going to try and get you to throw up. So you know, I mean. <laughs> We were gonna, we were thinking about going on to on a thirty minute rant about felching, but you know it's um... it's it's hard for me to throw up. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean it's Pet Cemetery, but it's like uh, for me it was a dumbed down version of the original movie, yep. and especially a dumbed down version from the book. Um, my main takeaways from the movie, since I'm sure everyone has seen the original Pet Cemetery, who listens to this. So you don't really have to go into the plot or anything because it's basically the same. But the main changes that they uh, switched up is instead of the little boy dying, it's the daughter now. Yeah. And I appreciated the little changes they made in the remake. But uh, overall, it felt really fucking stupid. And here's why. Because in the original, the little boy died by getting hit by those that same truck that loves that road, apparently. Yeah. And... You know, after he becomes like the zombified version of himself, he doesn't say much, which was fine for me. He was just, he had those little, like, those little, uh, dubbed things. What did he say in the original? He's like, a little boy. What did he say? He had, like, he said the same thing. And he's like, ah, this little, little cute boy thing. It was, it was hilarious. But, uh, like, in the, in the new one, since the daughter died, now she's got, like, this, like fucking she just just doesn't shut up after becoming a zombie and she mm. kept now, how how old is she in this she's movie? nine yeah well she's okay, eight so she's, she's, she's a lot older than yeah than she's eight years old but she um don't spoiler alert um she gets actually killed on her ninth birthday yeah and uh yeah so like she becomes a zombified version of herself and she's just like she's like talking to the dad throughout the whole movie then and yeah, it's it's kind of I don't know, Shane. You can you can talk now because I'm all over the place. <laughs> well, basically, um, obviously they changed it up. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the rating, you know, at the moment, and they give it a six point one, and I can understand why. Yeah. Personally speaking, when I first saw it, I hated it, and um, I didn't like anything about it. I mean, for a start, they ruined. The Ramones theme tune by getting some girly female singer to sing it, and it sounded fucking awful. Um, and there are many factors about this movie that I didn't like. I mean, basically, with the original story and the original movie, there were differing elements, but with um, this one, it's kind of like the writers decided to take the story, dismiss a lot of the atmospheric stuff and make it their own you know fair enough a lot of people do that some people do some really good stuff with it some people don't this is the case of the people don't make it any good 
Um, because the original Pet Cemetery is basically one story with lots of other little stories wrapped around in it, um, it doesn't... This basically... They kind of rushed it. So you don't get those little stories in it. You get... Like, the pacing, I found, was too quick. It felt rushed. And with um, some of the setups in the movie, you didn't so much get the setups, but you got more of the payoffs and the element of surprise. There was, like, no element of surprise. You kind of expected it. And the jump scares, the alleged jump scares, weren't exactly jump scares because you saw them coming. And... I mean, the atmosphere, there was, I mean, visually, it looked great. You know, I mean, some of the casting choices were okay. I mean, um, Jason Clark, he's been in, he's been in a few things, actually, but I can remember him being in one of the Terminator movies, one of the latter Terminator movies. Yeah. Um, Amy Selmetz, I'm not sure what she was in, but, I mean, she kind of brought the character of Rachel from the book, to life properly in this film where Denise Crosby, I mean, obviously she had the more humane mother kind of thing to it. And with this one, she brought certain elements of the character of Rachel to life that weren't brought, brought to the fore in the original movie. And um, John Lithgow, I was, um, I was kind of unimpressed with his part. In the yeah, movie. I was too. I like, I yeah. was really looking forward to John Lithgow because he's great in almost everything he's in. Yeah. But like, I think the character, he made the character like super bland. Yeah. I mean, they changed so much up about Judd as well, because <clears throat> I mean, in this movie, they, they had him, you know, they, they got John Lithgow. It was like, he's playing Judd, which is great. But, he was just so underused, and in my opinion, he he didn't have a big enough role in it. It was kind of like he had a, sta- uh, um, a supporting yeah. role, um, and it seemed like he only got about ten minutes of screen time in the entire thing. He didn't get much in the way of screen time at all. Um, the story itself was it could have been a lot better because obviously they've changed things up, they changed elements up, and the way they. Uh, they started the movie, I thought, was quite interesting and, and um, kind of bizarre at the same time. And it's kind of like how they started up the movie. How they start the movie is kind of like the end. And yeah. then the rest of the movie is kind of like a follow-up to what happens. Yeah, they, they show like the very end like end scene yeah. in the beginning. But they don't. But they, it's like an overhead shot of what happens. Yeah. And... and uh, Ah, uh, yeah, it's just it, like like Shane said, the they really rushed a lot of it. Like the whole Zelda thing, yeah. was like mm-hmm. fucking non-existent in this. It was, yeah, but like the original had that. I don't know who played she Zelda. She was I, fucking no, creepy. It was, it was creepy. A, yeah, it was a guy in the original right. um, Pet Cemetery, um, but in this one, I think who was it? Um, Alyssa Brooke Le- Levine. Um, she played Zelda. Now, to look at her, she looks hot. No, she's pretty hot. <laughs> but no, a Zelda, I mean, her makeup, I mean, I don't remember, well, you know, 
I will give the slight spoiler away, but her face is kind of like half like swollen up and pustuled filled. You know, it's yeah. like hang on a minute, that's not that's not the Zelda we know. Um it, it wasn't like it looks to me, it looked like every other piece of makeup in any other horror movie. Like yeah. Zelda sticks out in the original to me because it's so oh, fucking yeah. creepy. She was, She's running yeah, at the camera terrifying. and shit. And and this one, like they make up I don't know if it's from the book or not, but like like she uh what the hell do you call those things? Those dumb waiters? Yes. Yeah. She like falls in the dumb waiter and that's how she dies in the movie. And I don't remember what? that in the original yeah. book or original movie. So it's like they added some things to that and it's it just i don't know it wasn't as effective as the original movie was at all with zelda at least it wasn't and not only that i mean the whole business with the pet cemetery or with the indian burial ground yeah i mean that was like in the original movie they didn't come back so quick yeah where this one it's like hang on you know what the fuck you know, being buried and then half an hour later, hello. You know, that kind yeah, of thing. To me, the original, it was like a big deal for Judd to like bring him there. You know, yeah. it was it was a big deal to even show him the Indian burial ground. Yeah. But from and what then, I can rem- yeah, from what I can remember though, the dialogue they had in the new film, it was very much it was pretty much what he said in the book. I think I can remember that aspect to it, because there were some there was some dialogue from the book that was obviously straight in that movie, that was straight from the book. So they, they had the dialogue right. But everything about it was kind of wrong. Yeah. If you see it's what a, I mean. Like you, well, like you said before, it seemed rushed. Yeah. Like, you know, in the original movie, he's like, it was a big deal for him to show these, uh, the Indian burial ground and everything. And in this new one, it's like, ah, we're going to go bury him. Let's come back. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it, it didn't seem like a big deal. At all. <clears throat> yeah. Not only that, I mean, you had, obviously they changed uh, Victor Pascoe. Um, because in the new one he's a lot younger, yeah, and he's like twenty years old in the new one, and obviously he's a man of color as well. So it's they brought that element to the fore. They also it appears in the movie that he's been working at that surgery for a while. Where in the original movie he was just turned up and it was kind of like his first day. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain aspects about this movie that just didn't sit well with me. And, you know, it basically, it could have been a good film if it had the heart. You know, you know, movies when you watch a film and it's got kind of like a heart to it, you know, yeah. there's a meaning behind it. it. This, it didn't. This one didn't. It had no heart. Speaking of no heart, do you want to talk about that ending? Yeah, go on then. Okay, well, what was the ending in the original uh, movie? How the like the woman she like holds up the knife and she's gonna be ready to stab him. Well, basically, in the original movie, she um, Rachel comes back. She walks into the kitchen and he's playing cards on the table or on the floor. And as the door opens, he gets up and they kiss, even though half her face is falling off. Um, I've dated worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they kiss, and as Which still do. <laughs> yeah, and um, as they kiss, she picks up the knife, and basically the camera cuts out, fades to black. Great and, ending. Yeah, as she slices him in the throat. Um, this one, um, completely different ending. Um, because obviously they've 
they've changed the meaning behind the movie as well. So or the the supernatural element, they've changed that up too. Because they've changed it to um oh, shall we just shall we just get over and say it, Mike? Uh, they changed they- it Yeah, the the supernatural element. Um they've basically Is this techno organic virus? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking it's the Wendigo mythos. So Basically, the whole idea is Ellie gets buried, or the church gets buried. He comes back. He then lures Ellie out into the road where she gets hit by the car. Then um, Lewis buries Ellie. She comes back. It all goes to shit. She kills her mother, drags her off, fucking buries her. She comes back. The mother then kills Lewis, and then they drag him off. And then, as the movie ends, it's like there's little Gage sat in the car. Yeah, Gage was ready to like leave. Yeah, and then they come back. All three of them come. Well, all so four the, of them come back. So now it's like a zombie family in the woods. Yeah, and it's like they were just like staring at Gage. Yeah, and then it and, and I guess they set the house on fire. Yeah, no, it's Judge's house. They set on fire. Oh. Because um, they're walking up the pathway, and there's the smoke in the distance where the where Judd's house is on fl- in flames. Yeah, and that's that. Yeah, that was it. And that's that. Yeah, <laughs> I was so, I was pretty disappointed at that ending. Yeah, I was too, and which led me to only give the movie a two out of ten. And the only thing I liked, wow. yeah, and the only thing I liked about it was. Um, the camera angles, it looked pretty, it looked kind of, um, it looked atmospheric, but it, that was it. It was basically all style and no substance. Oh, yeah, completely. Like, when yeah. uh, when the daughter comes back, it's, yeah. it, it kind of turns into, like, this weird movie where she's talking shit about the mom to the dad and yeah. trying to get in the dad's head. And she kept going, she's like, oh, what is she, are you going to tell her? What is she going to think? And yeah. it's just like, ah, this was kind of, this is really bad. And the as much as I don't like kid acting, like this didn't help in the slightest for me. I mean, what? Well, what I will say about the kid Ellie. I mean, the girl who played her. It was the lazy eye after she comes back. It's like the lazy eye is just there because obviously you know there's the scene in the bathtub when he's brushing her hair. Yeah. And he pulls the twigs out and he pulls the hair apart and then you can see all the staples up the back of her head. Yeah where they stapled her head back, and she just sits there, and what's that? And he just says, it's another tangle. She kind of smirks. Yeah. And they just carry on. And it's like, yeah, there was that kind of bit. I mean, that was probably the only creepy scene in the entire movie, in my opinion. But I just didn't rate it at all. I was really disappointed with it. Yeah, I, th- I was, like I said, I was ex- half expecting a movie that wasn't as good as the original movie. But oh, yeah. I, I would probably give it, like, I think I gave it, like, a four or five out yeah. of ten, which the original to me is like a six or seven. Well, the original, even though I mean, it did it did fix the part where he goes into the cemetery in the middle of the day, the fucking <laughs> to uh, to to uh, dig up the grave to, 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 to get Gage again at noon, you know. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. this one, he you know waits till night time. Yeah, yeah. But it's I think. This could this film could have been so much better. I mean, everybody knew that it was it was nowhere near going to be as good 
yeah. as the 1989 movie. Because, I mean, it's funny because it's, it's 30 years and it seems like everyone is doing, everyone is now saying, oh, yeah, let's do a Stephen King movie because there's like four or five Stephen King movies in the works, including a couple of remakes, because you've got The Stand coming out as well. And then there's a rumour on the mill saying that they might be doing another Salem's Lot. Oh, God. Yeah. I want to know when they're going to redo Dreamcatcher with another shit monster and, like, an autistic kid. Oh, that fucking, that movie sucked. I fucking hated that movie. I hated that movie as much as I hated you the book. You didn't like the, the 45-minute scene of Thomas Jane dealing with a farting shit monster? Yeah, right. What the fuck? <laughs> but... No, I, I mean, I'll stand by what I say about Pet Cemetery. It was just not good. Two out of ten for me. Yeah. Um, it was it was poorly executed. Um, and, you know, all style, no substance. They could have done so much better with it. And um, actually, no, do you know what? I'm going to raise it to a three out of ten because I loved Church. Oh, yeah. That goes without saying. Yeah, Church was awesome. He was he was just like a typical cat, and it was just the way the the look on him. He just looked permanently pissed off. It's like I'm bad. I'm back from the dead, and I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> you know, and you know, Church was awesome. He really was. So, if you have a choice between going to see or buy Pet Cemetery on Blu-ray or going to see Detective Pikachu, see Detective Pikachu because that movie's fucking awesome. Okay, well, I haven't seen that yet, so, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Now, is that is that the best video game movie, Mike? The best video game movie. Have we finally got a good one? Oh, Detective Pikachu's great, dude. I, I'm a big wow. fan of the Pokemon series ever since I was a kid, and I still play them, and I, I, it's a great series. And uh, I was very surprised it's like, at Detective Pikachu. It was fun. It wasn't like some masterpiece, you know. It, I would give it like a solid seven out of ten. It was like a lot of fun, and they they incorporate a lot of shit from the games, which they gave a lot of respect to the series. It, it was. Just, would it have benefited from Danny DeVito doing the voice? Anything is benefited from Danny DeVito doing the voice. <laughs> but yeah, at first Ryan Reynolds's voice with it was a little distracting. Um, because he just did his own voice. I guess in an interview, he said the producers didn't want him to do it a different voice. They wanted him to be Ryan Reynolds. Um, but yeah, it's uh, besides that, it, it was a really, really good movie. Definitely. And I got some Pokemon cards, too, when I went. Nice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will definitely search out Detective Pikachu and avoid um, Pet Cemetery then. <laughs> Good. Maybe it'll hit. We'll see what hit, what happens when it hits Netflix or something. So yeah, I wasn't too pumped on seeing that movie anyway. But all right, uh, mm -hmm. one other thing I wanted to get to before we got to our little Ted Bundy discussion uh, was there was a trailer released recently for It Chapter Two. Get in the net. Sorry, I'm a bit excited about that. So how do you feel about it, Shane? I am really excited. Um, and the reason I'm excited is because there was a lot of talk about them featuring the Adrian Mellon scene from the book, you know, um, under the uh, bridge. What scene's um, that? It's the bit where the, it's the gay couple, um, they argue, and um, I think it's the character Adrian Mellon gets beaten up quite badly. Um, oh, pardon. Um, oh, yeah, he gets beaten up quite badly, and he's left 
kind of like under the under the bridge and Pennywise finds him and basically takes a fucking great chunk out of his ribs and he gets dragged off and uh, the word on the street is that's going to be the opening scene in the new movie oh, which, wow. will, which will represent Pennywise coming back um, which then leads to the events of the Losers Club coming back to um, Maine and dealing with that. Um, so how do you feel about the trailer itself? The trailer looks awesome. I am genuinely excited about it, almost as much as I was when It Chapter 1 came out. And I'm really looking forward to it. I am really looking forward to it. Um, I have promised myself no more Pennywise tattoos, though. <laughs> One's enough. Just one, then. Yeah, just one. I've got to get my Jason, my uh, Michael Myers, Laurie Strode piece finished off as well. Right. <clears throat> as yet, so that's not until July. Well, I'll tell you, I was not too impressed with this trailer, Ooh. and for one specific reason. What's that? I fucking hate when these movie studios show an entire <laughs> scene. Like you just ruined that scene for me. No, when they, I go to see in a movie, they didn't show the entire scene. Well, they showed ninety percent. Yeah, of it. they showed ninety percent of it, but they didn't show. I know there's some creepy action with an old lady going on behind the girl's head. Yeah, like any any you know terror that could have been brought up in the theater is now ruined because I've already seen that. I, uh, you know, I I I didn't really care for the first it, uh, and by the first it, I mean the one last year or the year yeah. before, whatever the hell it came yeah, out, 20, and uh, twenty seventeen. Yeah, I, I didn't really care for it, but I think this scene alone, t- to me, was way better than the entire first movie. Because it actually was, like, scary. And the first movie, for me, it wasn't. It was just like Pennywise just having a seizure running at people. <laughs> Not to mention the fact some my tattoo has pointed out and said that Pennywise sounded like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't know, I... I I, I, I know where you're coming from, yeah. Ryan, where you're saying, like, you don't like using an entire scene for a trailer, but I think this, I, I actually really enjoyed this uh, trailer. Right, well, uh, my one of my other fears is, what if that's the best scene in the movie? Yeah. Like, trailer companies have been known to do that, where they show the awesomest scene, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to see the rest of the movie, and then the rest of it's shit, and they just showed you the best one. And it's been ruined because you've already seen it. Yeah, but the thing is, my theory on this one is it might be one of the best scenes, but it's not going to be the best scene. Because um, obviously, you've got to bear in mind, I mean, they've, filmed, they've done the film, you know, they've done everything for it. This is going to be the press junket. They're not going to show all the good scenes. And th- that scene in particular, it's straight out of the fucking book. And even reading the book, that creeped me out. So... You know, and I was, I literally, while I was watching that trailer, I literally had the hairs on my arms and the back of my neck standing up. Uh, So. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch it, no doubt. I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, it'll be a theater visit for me, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I just just hate fucking trailers now. I just can't take them anymore. They're the worst. Actually, take that back. There was one, there was one trailer that I absolutely loved. It was, uh, I think it came out a few weeks ago. I don't even know if we mentioned it last time, but it was the trailer for the new Godzilla movie. Oh man. Yeah. That's the most epic fucking trailer I have seen in ever. Like, I don't know. Ever. Okay. Here's the thing. Remember the first fucking Godzilla trailer? Oh my God. With that the, was so with, good with too. With the 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey music. 
Yeah. Yes, dude, they're coming that, down. Dude, I have the chills right now just thinking about it. That trailer was phenomenal. And I'm a huge fan of 2001 A Space Odyssey. And I was like, this is the most epic thing I'm ever watching. And then the movie happened, and I'm like, why? You know? And <laughs> The so trailer was so good. And the trailer for the new one looks great, too. Even Val was like, we're yeah. saying that for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get that in IMAX. I think there's more. I think there's more fighting in the trailer for the new one than there was in the last movie. Yeah, there's gonna be 17 creatures in this movie. Oh my god! Uh, I don't think they're gonna show all 17, Shane. I I think they're gonna show the whatever the four of them they've been focusing on in the trailer. uh, Yeah. I know they say there's 17, but that doesn't mean they're gonna show. Mm. They're not gonna show King Kong until the extra credit scene. You know that. Oh yeah, we know that. Oh, that's gonna great because you know that movie's oh. coming well, it's got, um... or, i mean oh my god just imagine if in the middle of a fucking the final battle kong just shows up and like rips somebody's head off yeah i'll just i'll cream my pants that'll be it <laughs> in fact maybe i should bring a new pair of pants with me just in case or maybe you should just install a catheter a catheter yeah use <laughs> the empty popcorn box yeah yeah, no, that's true. I'll, you know what? I'll take my pants off and have the popcorn box ready. <laughs> <laughs> in, what is it called? The freaking Endgame style. Just have it ready just in case. Yeah. How did you do with that? Did you actually manage to go to the cinema, watch Endgame, and not take a piss break? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I, I, stopped eating, yeah. I stopped eating and drinking uh, three or four hours before the movie. Yeah, I made that mistake by actually having having some dinner about an hour and a half before I started the movie. That uh, that well, opening scene in Endgame was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. And Val yeah, wasn't there because whole... Val was sick, so she had to keep, like, every few minutes she was up and going to the bathroom. And she missed the entire Hawkeye intro. And I'm like... Yeah. I was trying to tell her about it, but, like, me explaining it was, like, nothing compared <laughs> to... I'm like, yes. Yeah. Family disappeared, so... You should have seen it. It was great. Yeah, see, I've got to go and see it again because I actually missed three minutes of it an hour into the movie because I had to go for a piss. I was fuming with myself. And I'm sitting there. I'm holding on. I'm holding on. I'm like, I need to piss. I can't hold on. No, I don't know why they didn't right. do an intermission. They did that with Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah, no, we didn't get one either. The last film I saw... But- the last time I went to the movies and they had an intermission was Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Yeah, Hateful Eight definitely had, well, the extended version, whatever you want to call it. By the way, Mike, did you see that the Hateful Eight on Netflix yeah. has even more extended stuff put into it? Yeah, well, I mean, I saw that. I was, I did the roadshow when I first watched it. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I got the little, uh, little program and everything. So yeah. that's the yeah. version that's on Netflix, right? Oh, uh, I think it might be more than that. Really? And they they you know broke it up into segments, and I heard it's it, it's awesome to watch. Oh sweet! I gotta watch so, that again. I, Hateful Eight's probably one of my favorite movies. I fucking love that movie. I love yeah, Tarantino. I I would have sex with Tarantino. I think. Hmm. How are your feet? Put put that on record. <laughs> are your feet good enough for him to want to have sex I have with some, you? I have some veiny feet, to be honest. I always clip my toenails. I'm a habitual toenail clipper. But I think my feet are a little too veiny, and they smell. Hashtag my feet smell Tarantino real bad. I don't know what it's from. I have the worst smelling feet. <laughs> ever. I don't think that's gonna. You know what? That might fly. That that might be part of it, Mike. I think he wants to fucking stank feet. Do either of you guys watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. No. Well, I okay, not this season. Okay. 
then never. But I've already had the entire fucking season spoiled for me for every one of you assholes online that post Game of Thrones memes. Maybe you should catch up with it. Dickheads. Yeah. Fuck you. Maybe I don't. Maybe <laughs> I want to watch them all in one sitting. How about that? I have to oh. say I'm not overly impressed with the new season. But oh me, me either, man. It's 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 not terrible, but these fucking writers are god awful. They're like, oh yeah, spoilers, Ryan. I'm sorry, but like, they're like, oh, Daenerys forgot about the Iron Fleet and everything, and and it's like she didn't. Like, what are you talking about? It's it's the the writing is god awful. <sighs> okay, I just wanted to rant a little bit for that. Yeah, we're end the Game of Thrones spoilers right there, you motherfucker. Well, I guess like the the book Euron is like some pirate that makes his uh, crew cut out their own tongues. And his main ship is called the Silence. And, like, everyone's, like, blindly loyal to him, supposedly. I don't know. I didn't read the books. And he's, like, sailed in, like, random places that no man has ever sailed before. And he's just, like, this amazing pirate who's, like, ruthless and doesn't give a shit. And in the fucking show, he's like, I don't want to bang Cersei. I don't know. It's just stupid. <laughs> Either way. All right, boys, let's get to our uh, our other main topic we got on here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, we wanted to do a little bit of ten, Ted Bundy action. We had a new movie out on Netflix, um, but there was also the uh, Ted Bundy tapes, uh, Confessions with a Killer, uh, that had come out earlier this year. And I didn't know this until I just looked this up, Mike. Did you know the guy that directed the new movie is the same guy that directed the Ted Bundy tapes? Oh, no, that's awesome. It's so weird, right? Like, yeah. It's like he spent all this time making this Ted Bundy documentary, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to make a movie about it. <laughs> like, I just did all this shit. <laughs> Let's do it again. So um, I think I kind of wanted to talk about the Ted Bundy tapes first. Mike, did you watch these? I did. Okay, so what, uh, documentary-wise, I mean, we don't talk about too many documentaries, I don't think. How would you feel about the Ted Bundy tapes? So I... You know, I didn't really know much about Ted Bundy before watching. Um, for one night, I was like, ah, I'm going to try to check it out. And after, like, watching first, like, episode, I was hooked. And I was like, this guy is a fucking nutcase. Um, but I got to say, as the whole thing went on, like, I was so sick of Ted Bundy. Like, and it's not like the documentary's fault or anything, but this guy was such a narcissist and, like, a sociopath. He just... I just was sick of him. And like, and I can't imagine like the police and all the other lawyers and everything, how they felt about him. He was like all over the place, you know, and it's just, it was a cool documentary because in the beginning they, you know, they, they tell you how like horrible of a person he is. But then like, I, I didn't know that so many people, there was like women who were like in love with him and like send him letters and shit. It was just, it was crazy to me. I didn't know a lot, like a lot of, of the stuff. And I just, I, I thought the documentary was great. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, the whole package, the way everything is put together. I, I kind of like that. I mean, the, the way it starts and it, it seems like almost normal. Mm -hmm. And at the, by the end of the first episode, you're like, holy shit, this is going to get fucking crazy. Yeah. Like as they just start leaning into like, you know, his crimes and stuff. But then it keeps going on, like, all good documentaries. You're like, I mean, again, Mike, the same way. I was not super familiar with Ted Bundy other than knowing that he was, like, you know, a psychopath serial killer. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, you, when you start seeing all the shit about how many times he escaped. Yeah. Fucking jail and shit. He I'm escaped like, like two or three times. And then he represents himself in trial. Are you kidding oh me? And he's like, it's... I, what, what, what got me was like, he was asking people like witnesses, like what they saw on his crime. Yeah, like right. that blew my mind. <laughs> Like you, this the balls on this guy is ridiculous. Oh yeah, and he fires his lawyers and fucking just he, that's it. He's like, I'm defending myself from now on. This guy's an asshole and wants me to confess. And yeah, like, yeah, because you fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, the whole documentary is absolutely fantastic. And what I love too is that you know they they got to interview like the people were still alive and they had tapes and interviews with these people. Um, you know, like the detectives and whatnot and, and some of the trial lawyers and everything. So you really got to hear from the actual people that were in the story. And I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Especially that Shane, one woman who escaped. you got to watch a little bit of this, right? What's that? You got to watch a little bit of this, right? I, I think I, I got to watch the first episode. Yeah. Um, and that was this afternoon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, it was quite enthralling, actually. And it was just listening to... Um, how he was talking and it was like the way he was talking to the interviewer was just fucking creepy because oh, yeah. it, because it was just like the guy was just super intelligent and he knew what he was talking about and he knew what to say and it was just fucking shocking it was like just listening to the police officers talking about how many people had gone missing in the space of what was it a month or so and they all and him going to that beach where there was all these people there and he managed to kidnap like two people yeah yeah and it was like the police when the police reports were saying oh yeah he was seen like talking to girls and how they disappeared never to be seen again and stuff i was like fuck you know i just couldn't believe it yeah, it, it gets way crazier, Shane, when they start going through. Like, there's a whole period. Not that's necessarily missing, but they never were able to piece together all the evidences right. of a bunch of his killings. Like, he travels across America. So he starts in Washington, right? Mm -hmm. His story ends in Florida, where he's executed. There's a whole string of murders across the United States. Holy shit. Fucking, oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, he escapes, and then, yeah, he just he goes to Florida, kills more people, It's and then he gets caught. It, it's just, it's ridiculous. This, I, like, yeah. I, at first, when I was first watching the documentary, because I'm a big, like, I love hearing and seeing pictures of like like those serial killers and if they actually like i can hear what they sound like it makes mm. it more interesting to me so when they first like started with the documentary and i was like sweet i can hear his voice and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like oh i didn't know he was on tv that much i didn't know like yeah right I any didn't know of it was that, like yeah the whole trial was on tv basically and not only that it's like the whole business where he, was, where he wanted him talking about wanting to be president and stuff and like <laughs> All of that kind of shit. I'm like, what the actual fuck? He could probably win. He probably could. But then he had worse. But you think about it, you know, we've probably already got a fucking psychopath in the White House, haven't we? <laughs> Not to mention we've got one in fucking, well, whole of Parliament in the UK is just full of fucking psychopaths. We want everybody dead. Sure. Hey, you're but not, not going to be part of the European Union anymore, uh, right? Um, is that how it's going? 
Yeah, apparently so. It looks like that way. Despite the fact that they're trying to go for a second referendum, so we can actually... Yeah, all the people that voted leave beforehand and have seen the error of their ways want to vote again to remain, which in that way will outvote all the people who voted leave in the, in the first place. And now it's gotten to the stage where Theresa May um, will have to resign because she's fucked up so much in the UK. She's, she's fucked us completely and utterly. You know, we're screwed because it's now gotten to the stage where we won't be able to get import stuff anymore. So, is this going to affect your distribution of AIDS filled Cadbury? Yes. <laughs> it actually will. I don't know if you heard the last episode, Mike. <laughs> I, I heard some, some of it. Some of it? Did you get to the AIDS part? No, I didn't. <laughs> and the fact I'm, the UK is responsible for the anti vaxxers as well. Oh, are you taking claim for that again, Shane? No, but like what I was saying. One of your many claims to fame? Yeah, as well as Dead Set being responsible for spreading that across the world. Actually, come to think of that, Mike, I've still got a copy of that for here for you. What? Dead Set. Oh. Not the AIDS. No, not the AIDS. Oh, oh I, I I, legitimately forgot about it. I did until I was looking the other day, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, I was meant to send that to Mike. Yeah, I don't know. How, Ryan, do you ever send anything to Shane? Uh, yes. What, what do you use? Because I tried sending him something like a year ago, and they told me the shipping would be like astronomical. Yeah, it is. It has become unbelievably expensive. I used mm -hmm. to send him shit, and it would be like 10 bucks, and I'm like, oh, that's not bad. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, that's like 55 bucks. Yeah, it was like, around, <laughs> it was like 60 or 70 bucks for me. I was like, ah. Yeah, depending on the box. Like, what I've found is if you use, uh, okay, this is really stupid, but if you use like whatever the regular postage size boxes are, you know, they've got very specific dimensions. Mm hmm. Like, uh, I think Amazon uses them and a couple other ones. Like, if you use an old Amazon box, shit is cheaper because it's, like, a certain size. But at the same time, it's not that much cheaper. So when I send him something, I make sure I load it up with a bunch of shit mm. that, you know, I'm gonna, it's going to be worth sending. Like even, with my, even with my discount I had at UPS, it was, like, still, like, insane. But all right, I, I, that's off so, the rails. <laughs> anyway, yeah. back, back to Ted Bundy. Um, yeah, the documentary I absolutely loved. And the fact that you got to hear his words and how he would both lie to the guy interviewing him and then eventually start telling the truth. It's fucking crazy. Like, I love that. You know, the guy interviewed him for long enough that you, you get to see his personality come out, which is super creepy. Yeah. But also very interesting. Um, so then they made this new movie just came out on Netflix. Uh, <clears throat> extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile. Which is a horrible name for a movie. Uh, it it should just be called like Ted Bundy or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I said, it's directed by Joe Berlinger, uh, who also did the Ted Bundy tapes. He also did Paradise Lost, a trilogy of documentaries from the '90s and early 2000s, which are fucking amazing. Highly recommend them. They're on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's about a, a group of kids that are. Uh, arrested and tried for the murder of two younger kids. Like, these two kids, I'm going to say they're between the ages of 10 or 12, uh, got murdered and, like, sexually assaulted and mutilated and, like, left in the woods. 
and they frame them on these kids who are into heavy metal and like, you know, one of the guy was kind of like a cult, but they were like high school students. So they're like, yeah, these kids definitely did it because it was a satanic crime. And this kid's wearing a Metallica shirt, so he absolutely did it. Um, so they put these kids into, you know, on trial and everything. Oh, the West, yeah, the series. West Memphis Three. The West Memphis Three, exactly, Shane. Yeah. So Paradise Lost, he did those films, and those are really good. I definitely recommend checking those out. Uh, the same guy also did a couple Metallica documentaries, and he made one of Shane's absolute favorite movies, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this guy can't win them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this movie, so it, it is segments from the Ted Bundy story. Zach Efron plays Ted Bundy. Uh, Lily Collins plays his first fiance slash girlfriend, and uh, Haley Joel Osment plays a giant man baby with a beard, which he usually does. Um, <clears throat> yes, which he, he always does now. <laughs> it's off putting seeing him, and you're like, ugh. Yeah, yeah he was in uh, what's that one podcast on? Uh, it was on Netflix, uh, Comedy Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. He was on a few episodes of that. I was like, hey, it's Haley Joel Osment. He looks exactly the same, but with a beard. He looks, he looks like a 12-year-old boy, only <laughs> scaled up. <laughs> he looks like he's wearing a fake beard. <laughs> he seems like a cool guy, though. No, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. He actually wasn't terrible in this. It's just weird seeing him, you know, uh, being in a part of it. Uh, there's, there's a couple other weird cameos and stuff in it. Fucking James Hetfield is in it, but I guess because the director made used to make Metallica documentaries. And they put James Hetfield in as a cop. I'm like, huh. That's How was he in that? Uh, he's in two scenes, oh. and he arrests Ted Bundy at one point, and he's like, you're under arrest. I, th- I think that might be his only line, <laughs> uh, and then it cuts away. I'm sure he was so stoked just to do that. He seems like this, this oh, a yeah. cool fucking guy. Yeah, it's it. there's, you know, there's... <laughs> I'm not, there's nothing against he was just a guy playing a bit bit role as a cop in a movie. It's sort of like in the 90s whenever they'd have like other horror actors. Yeah. You know, it, it like in The Wishmaster when you had like Kane Hodder as a security guard or, you know, Robert England is like running a museum. Yeah. It's sort of like that. You're like, oh, I know that guy. Okay. But um, the movie itself. So I'm the only one that watched this. You didn't catch this one, Mike? No, I didn't watch it. I'm waiting for Val to watch it. Oh, okay. All right, so, again, it takes sections of the Ted Bundy story, and the only thing that I really, I don't know, not that it rubbed me the wrong way, but I thought it was kind of useless. They played a lot of the movie out like you don't, as if you don't know if Ted Bundy did it or not. Really? Like, they don't, they don't show the killings. You know, they show, they show him like, oh, I'm going out for a while with his girlfriend, and he'll disappear. And then, you know, comes back, and then he gets arrested, and he's like, I didn't do that. And he's, like, convincing his girlfriend, and a whole, a ton of the movie is dedicated to his first girlfriend. Um, and, and I think some of it's dramatized. Like, I don't, I can't imagine that she was, like, that hung up on Ted Bundy for throughout the entire thing. And they, they skim over some of the crazy stuff. Like, they show the first time he escapes, but they don't really show the second time he escapes. Um... They have a lot of stuff that is direct, line from line, you know, like some of the recordings that they had uh, in, in the Ted Bundy tapes. You're like, oh, yeah, I completely remember this part, and it's just, like, exactly what was said or what happened. Uh, Zach Efron does a really good job playing Ted Bundy. Mm. He comes off as that, like, 
douchey, like really meticulous and and you know um he's really proud of himself and he's like really really an asshole to pretty much everybody and you're like okay that's kind of what i got out of the ted bundy tapes too like this guy is really just a douche and so he does very well at playing that um boy i don't know i i i didn't like that they at the very end he essentially confesses to his girlfriend that he did some of the killings and that was supposed to be, like, a big shocking moment. But I'm like, yeah, obviously he did it. He's fucking Ted Bundy. He got executed you, you for it. Like, yeah, I'm like, you can't you can't do that shit with someone we all know was guilty. You know, it's it doesn't make sense. If it's, a, if it's a complete fictionalization and you don't know if the killer actually killed somebody or if he's being framed, you could play it off that way and it would, it would work. But you can't do it with a real-life serial killer. You're like, no, we know he did this shit. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I thought overall the movie was hit hit and miss. I liked some parts of it. I disliked other parts. There were parts I wish they would just fucking skip, like just get on with it. And other ones that I wish they went more in depth. Like I, they didn't spend nearly enough time for when he escaped and was like living in the woods. I would have loved to see what the fuck was supposed to happen there. Yeah. But I guess maybe they didn't show it because they didn't know what he was up to. I don't know. Yeah, because I think in the documentary, they just they have no idea what he did. Like, they found that, like, abandoned cabin or something. Yeah. But I think that's about it. I, I honestly don't think they, anybody knows what he was up to. He could be fucking, I don't know, putting people in cellars and telling them to put the lotion on the skin. Yeah, right? Which would be fucking awesome. So... <sighs> I have a hard time recommending this one as much as I recommend the Ted Bundy tapes. I think those are, you're way better off watching those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to carry on watching those actually. Yeah. That was, yeah. that I did mean, a good it, job of like encapsulating everything from like right. beginning to end. Everything yes. was encapsulated and, in that documentary. Yeah. And like I said, I think that one's like four or five hours long because it's, you know, it's this huge series of episodes. But it's fucking worth it. You're like, you're invested in it and you want to keep going. You know, this movie clocks in, I think it was like an hour and a half or something. And it cuts so much of it out that you're just like, I wish. And they do it because they're trying to keep that, oh, did he do it kind of thing. But we know he did it. Just show us the fucking crazy shit. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say if you're really into Ted Bundy, yeah, go ahead and check it out. But I think there's better shit out there. So, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. I'd give it a pass. Wow. I won't watch it again. I'm, I'm kind of shocked. I was actually looking forward to this. It, it's not bad, but what, since, since you've, seen the, you've seen it recently, Mike, because the, the, the documentary came out this year, you're going to be like, all right, I just saw this shit, and it was better the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, it's competently done. The acting is good. Um, what's his face? Oh, shit. Why can't I remember the guy's name? Oh, the fucking judge. Oh. What the hell's that guy's name? See, now I'm... Oh, uh, I found a... Uh, I, I watched, like, a thing on it. I forgot who played him. All right, I'm going to have to look it up right now because he was fucking... He was the best part of the entire movie. Um, bu- 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 oh, John Malkovich. Why couldn't I remember his oh. name? Um, he was fantastic in this. Best thing I've seen him in since um, Burn After Reading. Cool. So, yep. He was good. 
I also watched for this episode, fellas, another Ted Bundy movie. Oh. So this one is from 2004, and it's called The River Man. And this is a made-for-TV movie, and it's a little bit different. It's not exactly like the other Ted Bundy movies you, you see, because it's not really the uh, Ted Bundy story. It is... Um, Ted Bun- in this movie, it opens up, Ted Bundy's already in jail. He's already been arrested and sentenced to death. He has not been put to death yet. He's down in Florida in jail. And one of the investigators from Ted Bundy's first crimes gets called up because there's another serial killer roaming around, um, what the hell is the name of the town? Green, uh, the Green River. So the Green River killer is out killing people and a bunch of the detectives and stuff come to this investigator guy and they're like, Hey, listen, we need your help with this shit. Um, we know you, you, you helped track down Ted Bundy and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, can you help us out? So after a back and forth, he eventually goes into it. Um, he gets contacted by Ted Bundy in jail. Ted Bundy's watching TV and sees all these reports on the serial killer and then sees that the guy who was investigating him is now investigating this guy. Ted Bundy contacts the guy and says, hey, listen, I get some ideas on how you can track this guy down. And he, and he sends him some clues and info about the guy. And after looking into it, the guy's like, wow, these are actually really good insights. And he's like, holy shit, maybe I do have to go talk to Ted Bundy. So he goes down there uh, with a detective and starts like interviewing Ted Bundy on tape and everything, trying to get insights into the serial killer. All of this is completely true, and it absolutely happened, and it's the basis for Silence of the Lambs. And um, the, the whole movie, Carrie Elwes plays uh, Ted Bundy. You know, from, really? Uh, Saw, yeah, from Saw, Princess Bride, Robin yeah. Hood, and he is <clears throat> fucking awesome. I mean, you know, a- a- after watching him and uh, and Zac Efron, Zac Efron really, really hits what Ted Bundy is actually like. Carrie Elwes is a much more dramatized, evil version. He's like who you want Ted Bundy to actually be. <laughs> you That's know what awesome. I mean? Um. So, and I can't believe this is a made-for-TV movie because I actually ended up, like, loving it. It was super, super Silence of the Lambs. What's it called? It came out way after. It's called uh, The River Man uh, from 2004. It's on, I actually paid for the rental on Amazon because uh, it didn't have it on Prime. Um, but it, it was great. I mean, I really enjoyed it. And the best part about it is that they... There's sort of a twist in the movie. So, like, just like in Silence of the Lambs, the plot of Silence of the Lambs is, you know, they're tracking down Buffalo Bill. Yeah. But the actual Buffalo Bill part of the movie is nowhere near as interesting as the, um, you know, uh, the Hannibal Lecter parts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With the interviewing him and him escaping and everything. And that's what this is like. Like, the Ted Bundy parts are so much better than the Dude, Green River Killer parts. John Dunsworth is in this? Who's John Dunsworth? He's, uh, what's his face from Trailer Park Boys? He's Jim Leahy. Yeah. What? Wait a second. <laughs> now I gotta go back and look. I did not see. You know, if I saw Mr. Leahy in this, I would have been all over Yeah, that his shit. name is Haney or something. Come on. John Dunsworth. Haney. Okay. I don't know who that is. Oh, maybe he was like a background cop or something. I don't know. Because the cast is, I mean, the the main cast that, they, that is on screen and has lines is not very large. It's, re, it's probably the first 
seven people on IMDb. Oh, okay. Uh, and the and the rest are sort of like background people that maybe he's a maybe he's a reporter, maybe he's a cop. I don't know. Didn't notice him though, but now I want to go back and watch it again. <laughs> I think I still have the rental for another day or so. But yeah, the the parts between um, Bundy and the investigator talking to each other, oh, it's so good. And like, it's one of those things that Bundy tries like getting the investigator into the serial killer mindset. And you're you're wondering, oh, is he going to cross the line? Is he going to start killing people? It's really good. It's it's absolutely worth checking out. It's probably mostly fictional. I don't know. Uh, I know there was a Green River Killer, and they actually caught him. Yeah, they mentioned it in the Ted Bundy tapes, right? That he was helping out with some crimes. Yes. Yep. And this is this is definitely one of them. So yeah, I I recommend checking this out because it's so weird and interesting. Definitely one of the cooler made-for-TV movies I've seen. Cool. So. Check out the River Man. And that's what I got for Ted Bundy, fellas. You guys got anything else? No, not really. Not that I can think of. No. All right. Well, we could cut this one a little short then. I'm okay with that because it's getting hot in this room. I have no fan running and my back is sweating. Yeah, I have to brush my teeth. I never did that. <clears throat> I forgot to do that this morning. Cool. Cool. <laughs> and after that 3 a.m. pizza I had. Do you, sure. do you know I had pizza every single day last week? Every day? Every day. I can I can literally eat pizza every single day. And I did that last week. Only because I, I'm so broke. Because I'm still just an apprentice at work. And, uh, yep. you know, I... So I have a pizza place, like, a couple blocks away from me that has, like, $5 slices. And these slices are enormous. $5 is a lot for a slice. Yeah, I know. But these are, like, these are, like, mini pizzas. Okay. Like they're huge. They actually fill me up, and so I've just been going there. You know, coming back from downtown, I'm like, I just want something quick. So I go there. It takes two minutes to order pizza. It's five bucks. I've had it every single day last. <laughs> wow! And here I thought I was doing good by having pizza last night and then for breakfast this morning. Oh, you say you talk about pizza? Fuck's sake! So I've, I've had pizza three times this week. Yeah, man. Wow. Boy, my, my shit is fucking weak. I gotta get on it. <laughs> I had pizza three times this week. I've had three chi- uh, fried chicken too. I've also had fucking two Chinese takeouts this week. I've just been so uninspired to cook. It's My man tits are on fire right now. Dude, we call them moobs. They're moobies, alright? <laughs> fucking moobies. Flap those moobies. Let moobies fly! Oh, shit like that. <laughs> you know what was it kevin smith no what was it uh, jay says in um um more rats oh more rats is oh, a fly fat ass flea oh, yeah. <laughs> fly fat ass fly yeah go with it damn it <laughs> uh yeah let them out boys yeah yeah but all right well that's all we got for today i think so I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to Mike and Shane for joining me once again. Always a pleasure. Uh, if, you want to get a hold, if you want to get a hold of us, our uh, Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Facebook group, all you need is blood. The Instagram, all you need is blood podcast. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo. I'm on the UHM message board. Uh, Instagram, all you need Ryan, I think. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, I don't know. How often do I look at my username? I have no idea. It is all, all you need, Ryan. Yeah. 
Thank you, Shane. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram, um, RoboGinge74. My name is obviously not Rob because I keep getting messages from people. It's like, oh, how's it going, Rob? My name isn't Rob. Um, and obviously I have to explain the story as to how the name was RoboGinge. But, um, yeah, so you can find me on um, Instagram, RoboGinge74. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Dead Cell Society, um, Facebook. Um, I think that's about it, really. I am on Instagram. I haven't been posting much on it because ever since I, uh, I kept getting notifications about like every little damn thing. So I just disabled my notifications and I just like completely stopped using Instagram because <laughs> I just forget <laughs> to go on there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you, you can reach me on there. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on the forum. Yep, that's that's me. Oh man, it sucks farting in a chair because you can't like spread. Sometimes it just gets trapped down there and then it kind of bubbles up your ass cheeks yeah man i hate it (laughs) bubbles up your crack and then fucking it just kind of pops out at the top no you basically your spine you're like ooh, what was that yeah and it like did i just shit myself or it like tickles but it's so uncomfortable that like tickle fart that comes out it sucks yeah it's one of those farts that you let it out but it doesn't come you have to move to get it to yeah and it's not satisfying at that point yeah, not only that, it's even worse when you have to pull your cheeks apart just to let it out, because yeah. sometimes it just doesn't fucking come out, does it? And it's so loud at that point. Yeah. <laughs> or you get that <laughs> kind of Yeah, sound. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm on the Facebook yeah. and the uh, upcoming horror forum and stuff. Excellent. All right, boys. Well, thanks for joining me. Always a we'll pleasure. We'll be back next time with something is equally incredible as this episode. Mm. Yeah. As as good or bad. I think it was a good episode. Yeah, we did all right. You know, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Didn't do too bad. Shane watched one of the movies. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all good, really. It's a shame I didn't enjoy it. But yeah. Uh-oh. Now we're losing him. Yeah, it was uh, good timing. But hey, uh, go watch Detective huh? Pikachu, everybody. Right. Hashtag Detective Pikachu. Right. Right. All right, fellas. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye for Laters. now. Laters. Bye. All right. That was a good I one. Got, I got to take a dump. <laughs> you could have done that right on mic, Mike. We would have been all set. Yeah.